Over the course of a few months, I have realized that we live in a system that is encompassed by multiple other systems. These systems cascade into each other and create the world and reality we live in. All of these systems require certain conditions to be as functional as possible. These particular conditions, of course, which I would call social conditions, are influenced by the systems themselves that we have created over the course of human existence. These conditions do not just assist us in living the life we live, but they also assist us in managing and ensuring that we function in the best possible way for the greater good of our society and for the greater good of human existence and its progression. Of course, some, if not all of these conditions, create certain disparities within our society. They create certain differences and division among people, which can sometimes cause chaos. This chaos can manifest in a variety of ways, such as within certain groups or communities. In some cases, it can even lead to violence. The creation of these systems and conditions was not without flaws. In fact, certain additions were made at the inception of these systems and conditions that discriminated against certain groups of people. The area on which I will focus on as a foundation for discussing and understanding these systems and conditions concerns two main categories, those who have and those who do not have. In other words, the haves and the have-nots. In the world we live in, there are certain influences that allow people to have what they have. For those who do not have, they continue to struggle to desire the things they do not have. This is because the system requires them to have a need and a strong desire for certain material goods, physical conditions, and material wealth. So how do these systems and conditions influence society? How have they created a disparity in our society? What exactly are these conditions? What exactly are these systems? What were they initially created for? And how do we go about interpreting them for a better understanding of a world we live in? With that thought of not only changing but altering them for a greater good and progression of our society. Welcome to the Think Peace Podcast, where I discuss a wide range of topics that aim to question reality as we know and believe it to be. This is episode 9 and the topic is the introduction of societal conditions. My name is Ian M. Simama. Before we dive in, I want to make it clear that you as the audience don't need to be familiar with all the details of the topics we'll be discussing. The presentation will be concise, straight to the point, and limit unnecessary jargon. I am committed to providing accurate information about the topics at hand, and I appreciate your help in ensuring that these presentations are as informative and engaging as possible. In the future, we'll provide the research literature related to each episode as well as references used in the presentations. The goal of this podcast is to foster engaging discussions about the things we observe and experience. And if you enjoy the show and find value in it, consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with people you believe would appreciate the content as much as you do. 
Your support plays a crucial role in maintaining and making this podcast possible. I hope you enjoy the show and encourage you to share your thoughts, ask questions, and interact with one another. Without further ado, let's get started with the first questions I posed in the introduction. These questions follow a variety of sciences that make up a society as we know it. These conditions and systems make up our reality and our world as we know and believe it to be. In order to understand societal conditions as thoroughly as possible and to unravel the issues that are part of these particular systems in our society, I will address or pose questions within the variety of sciences and systems we have created that assist the functionality of our world. Part of these systems and the area on which we will be discussing in the coming episodes is political science. The question arising from this is pertaining to the political condition within human society and how it causes certain disparities among those who have it and those who do not, as well as among those who wish to have those kinds of influences on the functionalism of human society. The second condition that I will speak of is the environmental condition, which feeds into the environmental sciences. This particular area of study also delves into the architecture and town and regional planning of societies, which also feeds into how cities are made and why they are made. How historically certain villages and areas or shrines, temples and monumental spaces were built and how certain communities were built around rivers and how our rivers or the natural wealth to which we had previously has now translated into monetary financial wealth. Hence why certain spaces, certain cities and certain suburbs are built in or around economic hubs. The third condition that I will speak of falls into the social sciences, which is social conditioning. Because as defined by Britannica, social science is the study of human society its interactions and the processes that preserve and change them. It does this by examining the dynamics of constituent parts of society such as institutions, communities, the population and the gender ratio of age groups. Sociology also studies social status or stratification, social movement and social change as well as social disorders in the form of crime, deviation and revolution. Britannica goes on to explain social science and sociology as a social life overwhelmingly regulates the behavior of humans, largely because humans, like the instincts that guide most animal behavior, depend on social institutions and organizations to form their decisions. In this particular area of human conditions, or rather the four human conditions that I will be looking at, social studies of social conditioning will be entirely focused on how society influences our behaviors, how the current society has influenced the behaviors of humans in different societies, of course, and how the current technologically infused society affects our real life behavior how we have created a digital society and how that affects an actual society we live in. This will feed into a number of things such as virtual reality, social media, music, popular culture, and so forth. 
The fourth and final condition that I will be looking at is the financial condition, which is the study of economics. The study of economics will mainly focus on how finances define certain areas of our reality. As I have stated, the foundations of the discussions of human conditions is mainly based on those who have and those who do not have. The haves and the have-nots. And one of the major contributing factors between the haves and the have-not is the economic disparity that we continue to face. As time goes on, no matter the economic stance that any country has, the rich seem to get richer, those who oppose them seem to get poorer. Those who have assets seem to gain more assets and those who do not seem to gain more desires. The gap seems to be widening, or rather, remaining in constant flux. Nothing seems to change. And there have to be a certain reason as to why that is possible or why it is occurring as it is. Many say that the reason for the disparity between the, those who have and those who don't still exist is because those who control the economy and those who control our society using the financial prowess would like to see the economic disparities exist. If those economic disparities do not exist, they do not necessarily have anything to use as a form of control over the poor or over the large areas or over the large populace or the majority of the population. This will now be related to an aspect that is called social relativity and is, of course, applied to social evolution. This episode serves as an introduction to the four human conditions in which we find ourselves in. These are the main conditions under which our society exists, the way it does and why the system that we have created over the course of decades exists or are still the way they are. And how these four main human conditions, or human societal conditions rather, continue to exist the way they do. Continue to serve a minute percentage of people the way they do. And continue to create more suffering for the majority of people. Part of understanding this is the introduction of social relativity, which was discussed in a paper titled Social Development and Social Correlation by W. Calhoun. Social relativity, in the simplest of explanation, is a single person's perspective on how society affects their reality. Every individual has a form of perspective and experiences reality in different ways. Reality is relative to how a person experiences it. The congruence of the relative experience of our reality creates the society in which we live. Or, we create the reality in which we live and continue to observe the reality in which it is constantly broadcasted back to us. For example, your experience of reality is relative to you and is considered a socially relative experience. You are the experiencer and life is not happening to you. It is happening around you and you are experiencing it differently from other people irrespective of whether you have certain categories that are similar to those of the person sitting next to you what you experience can be considered extremely different social relativity can be applied to social evolution 
How can we use the relative experience of a single person in the enforcement and promotion of evolution of our society and the conditions we continue to experience? In order to understand and try to enforce a change in the condition that I have named, we have to look at history. We have to start at the point in history and see how these particular systems and areas that we have invented and created have affected people throughout history until today. We have to see how the society we have created has influenced us today. Does it have a negative influence? Does it have a positive influence? Are we seeing any changes in regards to human evolution? Are we seeing any changes in regards to social evolution, political evolution, or economic evolution? These are all important questions, really, to ask as we try to understand the four human conditions that we find ourselves in and how they have shaped our society. Thank you for tuning in on this journey of mindful thought and questioning about the reality we live in. I hope you join us again as we discuss these conditions in more detail. Take care.